Friend Info Adventure Co. is an immaturely mature podcast. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Previously on Friend Info Adventure Co. A lot happened. We finished our whole first arc. That's seven episodes. So you're joining us now for a one-shot. Take it away, Phil. Hi. Over the last seven episodes... Me, your hero, Tarquin Britstone, basically led our band of um, miscreants to success against the Don, Mr. Key of Geohold. He's in the fucking bin. We're celebrating. And now we've got an extra special one-shot featuring the creator of Bunkers and Badasses, Mr. Ian Moss. Enjoy. It's nighttime in Geohold. And it's raining. We go down into an alley as a figure stumbles through the alley, injured. He's been shot. This is Drake Wilson. I guess, well, let's just, I, that's, I'm not going to make character decisions for you, so. But you've been shot. You're stumbling through this alley. What's going on? <coughs> oh, 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 he shot me in the back. Oh, my God. Oh, oh and I thought we were friends. Is that blood or rain? Oh, it's both. Ow. And I stumble and uh, I kind of come to a stop, like leaning against the wall, like dragging my hand down. And I kind of like rest for, as, you know, for a moment. I'm just going to just gonna catch my breath. Oh, there's not much of it left. You hear footsteps coming down the alley, slowly splashing through the rain, right? Those, those wet footsteps, <laughs> as they're called. Uh, a dwarf comes around in front of you. And looks and says, it's nothing personal. It's just business. And he raises a gun right to your head, a pistol. Oh, and here I thought you were starting to like me. He pulls the trigger. Your brains go all over the wall. And you're dead. Cool. Well, it was nice having you, Ian. <laughs> good, good to be here. <laughs> <laughs> a few streets over, there's a bubbling cauldron. And from the bubbling cauldron emerges Drake, refreshed, sort of. We've never had a death in here before, and Drake is the first casualty. This was something personal for him. He, it's like extra embarrassing, you know, he was feeling real cocky, so he's actually going to roll a permanent trauma. So this doesn't go away. Oh, yes, of course. I rolled an eight. Cool eye patch. Okay, when he shot the gun, it shot through your eye and exploded your eye and your brain. So, your character loses an eye and has to wear a badass eye patch over the socket. You get a minus two to search checks, but a plus three to interact checks. Oh, great. Things are happening. Oh, and I always wanted a cool eye patch. Yeah, it makes you so much more dis- like uh, distinguished. <laughs> what color is it? Uh, you know what? I think it's bright red. Is there any, like, a logo or pattern on it? Uh, not yet. No, I had to, I had to get those things made custom, and, you know, it's only been minutes. <laughs> right, right. Okay, yeah. Okay. We go to the morning after you guys have, well, spoiler for Ian, defeated the Dawn. Amir comes over the Echo Stones. You're all in bed still, sleeping in, recovering from that hard, hard fight. My friends! Oh, that's up to you. We all live in the same house like the Beatles. 
Amir comes over the Echo Stones, wherever you guys are, whether you're sleeping together or alone, and says, My friends, I need you to come on down to Amir's Armaments. Come to my place. That's what it, I mean, why do I have to say the whole name? Just come to my place. You know where it is. Come on. I got stuff for you. (laughs) Yeah, I do that as well. I don't know why I even did that. I should have just had you guys be like, oh, uh, you guys are arriving at Amir's Armaments because he called you over. It's the morning after, whatever. I'm learning, okay? Uh, All right, as you approach Amir's Armaments, Stevio comes out and says, Heyo, I'm so proud of you for defeating all those jackpots, and I helped. He holds out a janky looking thing. It's got little, it's like a keychain. Uh, and it's got part of a bandolier, a part of a scope, and some scraps from the jackbots. You can kind of tell it's like that same kind of stylized metal that they had. And it's tied together with this cloth that Alma Salt wore. This is a relic. It'll help you be better, do better. And he tosses it to Phaleon. Phaleon's the only one that didn't get gear from from that fight. There's, yeah, the, it's your first relic. I don't know if I should have introduced it this early, but we'll see. You get this jacked up relic, because they're jackbots. It gives you plus one to your grenade capacity and plus one accuracy on snipers and uh, combat rifles. And according to the way games work, now you can find those out in the wild. So now relics, everybody might be able to find relics. Like uh, those could be drops from chests and bad guys and whatnot. That's it. Stevio rolls away. Bye. Bye. Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, you go inside and Amir is talking to a figure at the counter. And he, he motions you over. Ah, you guys made it. Come in, come in. I've got a job for you. This is my good friend, Drake Wilson. Drake Wilson, this is the folks. Oh, this is them. Uh, In front of you stands uh, a guy with a really cool eye patch. You just got to say, you're noticing, you're liking it. Uh, Dark hair, medium length. It's usually usually swept back, but because it's still kind of wet and like stuck and matted down from the brew you cauldron, it's sort of not as kempt as it, as it should be. You see he has a holster with a pistol in it and also a combat rifle strapped to his back. So he is ready to go. Uh, and he, underneath his pants, you can kind of tell as he like turns towards you that there is uh, a hint of a, of a limp there. In the, in the knee area, like a knee brace, is what I was going for. Ah, yes, the knee. <laughs> <laughs> Thought that was going somewhere very different. <laughs> I mean, he's got, he's got a limp and everything. That thing must be... Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> is that he, what he took your eye looking, out? Like, please, please stop staring. <laughs> this is good boy, the psycho. He's got a beautiful tie-dye skag shirt, as you can see. There's not much more else to him. Is that... Yep. Right? That's right. That's... First... First name good, last name boy? Yes. I also go by Mr. Boy. But his friends call him the beefiest boy. Or his lovers, at least. This is Mercurius. He's a mech pilot. He's got a beautiful mech called Pancake. Yeah, hi. Uh, Mercurius, uh, ex-lawyer, current adventurer. How you doing? Yeah, good. Just reached out, shake your hand. I don't know if we'll need the 
mech for this kind of situation, but, you know, a lawyer's always good when we get in trouble. And this is Phaleon, our resident siren, and her pet hummingbird, Pigeon. And Pigeon flickers all excited about being introduced and talked about. So, Phaleon, Pigeon, I don't see many sirens, so none of this seems off to me. Nice to meet you. This is Pigeon, and adore his new sweater. Oh, my God, I love it. Is that is that from, like, your siren powers, or did you find that somewhere? I actually had to go to a tailor's shop to get it, and I had to order it special for Pigeon. Well, I'm sure you are in need of cash at this point, because <laughs> that was probably not cheap. Yes, I'm always looking for more money. And this is Tarquin. He's a bastard. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I strike my pose. I'm Tarquin Britstone. I used to have it all. One-time owner of the wizard's wand. What do you mean you've heard this before? Well, whatever. Oh, he monologues too. Man, I thought that was just me. And I strike a pose and I'm like, Drake Wilson, Deadeye Commando. (laughs) You have the look of a serious adventurer about you, sir. Shall we compare tales? Have you ever been to Shartleby? I don't know, have I? It's a really, really small town. It's where I lost my arm. Is it still there? I think so. I can't remember. (laughs) I was in shock at the time. Shartleby Shock is what it's called. It's what it's known as. Well, now that you're all acquainted, Drake's come to me with a job. He needs a crew. I had a crew. I had a job that I needed done, so I reached out to a crew. So I went with uh, the best. Seize five. That's what I heard. The name of the crew should have tipped you off. They'd betray you. You'd make it six, and that's a lot of rebranding. Honestly, didn't even think about it. What I told them, same thing I'll tell you. Target's house belongs to Barry Tenedict. He's a real, real rich, real rich dwarf type. Got everything he owns from his father who got everything he owns from his father. You know, uh, every Thursday night, Barry hosts a, conceit, hosts a casino in his basement for all of his staff. That's a smart way to steal back money from your, from your employees. Yeah, it also makes it the perfect night to go in since all of his staff will be in the basement. We can pretty much have the run of the place. Dun, 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 This is heist music, right? That's that's how heist music comes in. It's Thursday right now. Actually, oh gosh. Now I don't know what canon, uh, what canonically is the next day from when you guys killed the dawn. But it doesn't matter. It's magically Thursday now. Didn't we make up the name of a day? One episode? What was that called? Squanchlido Day? Obviously. Anyways, the heist is today. So this old crew that I was rolling with, C's five, you're, we're probably gonna run into them. Uh, I was I was scouting for this mis- for this mission, and uh, well, after telling them everything, uh, they shot me. Uh, I tried to get away, but uh, as you can see from the cool eye patch, that did not exactly go out to plan. Uh, there are two things that that team didn't know about. One, Amir here gave me this fancy brew you coin, and I kind of flash it. Ah, uh, what's on the head of the coin and the tails? Uh, it's like a it's like a two headed coin, like it's just two heads. But one of them is Amir, and the other one is just a slightly different pose of Amir. Amir says, "And now that you're all part of Friend and Foe Adventure Co., you get one too." And he flips them each to you. Yeah, this thing will get you out of a spot of trouble, but uh does come with the cost. And he sort of taps his eye patch. 
Whenever you die, you'll respawn. You'll you'll resurrect at a brew you cauldron. But there are definite consequences, some less permanent than others. Um, excuse me, Amir, why didn't you give us these coins for our first mission? You bastard. Well, if you died, then uh, I wouldn't have to pay you. Ah, all right then. Fair enough. It's all about that bottom line, but, but you did me a big favor and now you're part of the family. Drake proved himself a while back, so I gave him one a while ago. And it was, it was a good thing I didn't tell the crew about it, because uh, they immediately betrayed me. Oh, what was the second oh, thing? Uh, what's that? You said there were two things. That, that I did. Uh, yeah, the second thing that I didn't tell them, I really don't like being shot. Kind of a pet peeve. Yeah, it just rubs me the wrong way. Just not a fan. Never have I been. Why. Let's start with this heist planning. First, you've got to get into his house. Uh, there's a gate that surrounds the house. Uh, and we will flash over, right? You guys are approaching the house. There's a gate. Uh, there's a guard post. Um, tall fences around. And the way that we'll like flash over to C's six. And you see a crew approaching the thing. But there's no... Um, no audio, you know, you can't hear what's going on. And you see a dwarf talking to the guard and kind of charming his way in. The guards open the gate and let him in and they go and walk up to the house and go inside the house. Beyond the gate, it's like a zero-scaped yard. So it's just like all rocks. And it's a bunch of different rocks. I don't know if anybody would want to roll an insight check to see what kind of rocks they are, but you can You can if you want. I got a two. I got 19. I'll just write off of that then. So like Tarquin, you know that these rocks are from different mines. Like dwarves are miners and and they, you know, they harvest stuff in the rock. And so this entire zero-scaped landscape is just compiled of different mines. The mines of Mildra, the mines of Kryptonite, all the different mines, all different rocks from all over Elaspis. So now you guys are here at the house, and there's the guards at the front uh, and the fence around. You guys get to decide. You decide how you want to break in. So from what I remember from my searching, there's the guards, and then there's after that, there are three ways in. We have the front door into the living room. Back door will take you right into the kitchen, and there's a second floor window. Now we could split up. We could stick together. There's multiple ways to win here. Uh, I am a bit of a con artist, uh, so I could talk to the guards if you want, and I would like to roll a talk check to, to bluff on whether or not I am a con artist. <laughs> okay, go ahead, yeah. Oh, okay, that was 21. Oh, yeah, the crew believes you. Everybody's like, yeah, yeah, this makes sense. How could we not believe someone with such a cool eye patch? <laughs> Who would have thought that... Uh, an eye patch would add to your bluff checks. It's because we can't see his shifty tell. <laughs> his one tick is behind that eye patch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can tell if I'm lying because I wink. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's actually how he got caught in the old crew. You know, he they were asking him, like, oh, is there anything else we should know? And he's like, nope. Wink. Oh, that's brilliant. The eye patch is a blessing in disguise. Uh, what do we, what do we, what do we have? Does anyone have anything they, they brought? Anyone have any cool, any items or, or like a package of any sort? We have previous experience of being a catering company. 
I like it. Could this be a job for food? Food? <laughs> yeah, we don't really have like a lot of items distributed, but you can retroact and be like, oh, we would have asked Amir about this. But in order to do that, we'll do like a roll and see if you like an insight. We'll do an insight check and see if you would have had the insight to ask Amir for that type of thing back. So how it will be is like, oh, you know what? I want a I think I'm going to need a, a 12 foot ladder. <laughs> and so you'll like roll and do your insight and then be like, oh, I got a 15. Yeah, I have that ladder. I hauled this ladder all the way there from Amir's. <laughs> Do we get to keep that ladder for like the next missions? <laughs> yeah, if you go that, back and grab it, right? As long as you don't leave it there. I also imagine you guys sneaking through the house holding this ladder, this 12-foot ladder. It's not extendable either. They don't have that technology. It's just a solid 12-foot ladder. <clears throat> Anyways, go ahead. I was gonna say I missed. I did. I miss the crucial. Like, why are we here? What are we doing? We want to get revenge on the little dwarf man. Yeah, is that what we're doing? We aiming to kill him. What are we doing? What is it? What is this? I I thought we were heisting. Yeah, but heisting what? (laughs) I don't know. Good question. Yeah, uh, roll an insight check to see if you check. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. We we flash back. I have no idea why we're here. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, we flash back and Tarquin's being like, as as they start to explain the heist, Tarquin's like, well, what are we heisting? And Amir pops in and says, oh, yes, Barry is a bit of a gun collector, so he collects old guns. Some of them are valuable. Yeah, apparently his uh, his his grandfather was, was a rebel, one of the rebels who attacked and lit an eternal flame in the uh, Stoker mines, ending their mining operations permanently. And so they're a bit. Uh, the family's a bit of a uh, gun nuts, if you would, H- historical gun nuts. So we want to break in, steal some important guns. Mercurius, I know that you're a bit of a gun aficionado. Yeah, I like the. I like gun, gun good. Part of your job is going to be telling what's valuable and what's not. Can do. You're like the checker, right? You're the inspector. You you've got that like nice the the. The, what do you call it? Magnifying glass? Yeah, it's like, oh, what do they call it? The little jeweler's thing? Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Jeweler eye. Yeah, right. That's what they're called. Jeweler eye. So you'll be able to tell uh, what's valuable or not, depending on how you roll. But you have an actual stat, gun aficionado, that gives you plus five on gun insight checks. Uh, Yeah, now we go back to the front Tarquin's question has been answered. It's a good question, whatever. Mr. Drake Wilson, these these weekly uh, casino nights, is it the same guests each week? Is the guard going to know if we try and claim to be guests that we're not on the guest list? Or is it different people all the time? So the guest list is specifically the staff of the manor. Oh, okay. Unless we're new hires, you know, they're, he's going to he's, he's gonna be on to us. But since all of the staff is going to be in the basement, you know, we could say we're catering. We could be bringing some sort of package. There's, there's a lot of ways we could go about uh, getting past these cards. I actually, I've already tricked them once when I did my initial scouting so I can get a, you know, my, a run of the place. Uh, I would say there's a chance they would recognize me, but, uh, you know, cool eye patch. <laughs> You're his brother, his twin brother, obviously different. <laughs> different job. Different guy. In our experience, that works quite well. 
<laughs> no, pretending to be the same guy works. Oh, yeah. <laughs> pretending to be the different people, you don't know. So you guys go up to the guard's tower. They see and wave you, wave at you. Oh, hey, you you look familiar. And they're talking to Drake. Hey, uh, I would like to roll insight to see if I could remember their name. Okay, go, go ahead. Uh, oh, I rolled a three. Okay, you yeah, you have no clue. Hey, it's my buddy. <laughs> is there a name that you like? Uh, is there like a go-to name for you, like that you give as an alias, right? When you don't want to give your real name, when you're scouting out a location. Let's see. Uh, yes, I uh, I always say that I am uh, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan, it's so good to see you again. Oh man, how are the kids? How's the wife? Uh, you know, family, family's good. They're thriving, thriving. You know, this, uh, this business is, is good. Business is booming. That's what, what brings me back here. Oh, good, good. Well, it's, it's casino night, but I'm sure that Barry would be happy to see you. Do you want me to buzz him and let, let him know you're here? I mean, we can find him. You know, we gotta, we gotta set this stuff down. I gotta get these guys to where they're going in there first. But, uh, after that, I'm sure I'll just head straight down to the basement and say hi. Who are these guys? Oh, this is the the rest of the team that uh, we ordered. Like, doubled the order this time, so I needed more hands. Doubled the order. You were you were here doing like a security check. Yep, that is that is what I said uh, last time. Because of the role of the insight, right? You didn't you you don't remember right. exactly what. Well, we found out that the uh, there's there's a kind of a weakness on the second floor. There's there's a window that you can kind of get into. Found that on my last go around, and you know I don't want to go up there and hurt you know hurt myself so I, I brought the team this time so we could safety first noise roll that bluff check okay 17 that makes a lot of sense mr reynolds i'm i'm you know i'm just so impressed you know like i'm no i'm just a lowly guard here at a at a booth but you know i aspire to just be able to spot those kind of security you know uh security discrepancies one day in my future it's like I always say, my job is to make your job easier. Oh, he's so cool. He like hits his buddy. Man, gosh, this guy's so cool. Let him in, let him in. And the, the gate's open. And then I wink. <laughs> and he gives a big smile like, oh my gosh, Ryan Reynolds <laughs> winked at me. Well, to him, it's just blinking. Oh, shit. <laughs> How did I already forget that beautiful eye patch? Then he reacts not at all. <laughs> Well, which which eye do you blink with, right? Like, are you which? What eye is the eye patch on? Uh, eye patch would be on the left side, where I, where it was horrifically shot in the face. When you uh, wink, are you a left eye closer or a right eye closer? I mean, at this point, there's only one option. Well, I don't know if like habitually, right? You like go to wink your your left eye, but because it's so new. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you've adjusted quick enough that now it just looks like a blink. Yeah. Yeah, so you guys enter, and, um, you know, Drake already told you that there's the three entrances. So there's, on the left side of the house, there's the front door. On the, around to the right side, there's a tree that you see, and that leads up to a window. And the window's actually, like, even partially opened. Uh, like, you know, it's left open. Let a little breeze into the house. Uh, and then all the way around to the back side uh, is another door. Drake would know. That the front door leads to the living room, back door to the kitchen. That upstairs one leads to a bedroom in the upstairs. And uh, Amir says, we've got two specialists for this. Tarquin is quite the locksmith. 
He's got a good hands for picking locks. And Phaleon is pretty agile. She could climb trees if, if need be. Uh, from your previous scoping, which entrance is going to wind us up closest to where the guns are called? It's called? Kept. Which is called the Guntorium. <laughs> from, from what I know, the guns are held on the second floor. Yes, yeah. So there's a library upstairs where he displays, like, the guns of history, right, that he takes a lot of pride on. And you know that that's, like, one of the places he spends the most time on when he's giving a tour of the house, because he loves to brag about all the history and the guns. Um, but you also know that in the basement, there is the vault. And the vault is where he keeps, like, the top secret projects that he gets to to be a part of um, because he knows so much about guns. Right, the vault. That's I totally mentioned the vault, yes. So there's like the guns of the past in the second floor library and the guns of the future in the basement. But that's also where the casino is. Hmm. Should note, never actually met uh, never actually met Barry. I avoided him last time I was here uh, on purpose, so he doesn't know what I look like but he also would be pretty certain that I'm not supposed to be here. Okay, I have potentially a plan, maybe. If Phaleon and Mercurius go up the tree, because then Mercurius can uh, work out if any of the historical guns are worth enough, you know, are worth us taking. And while they're doing that, the other three of us should sneak downstairs and start working on the vault door which i imagine is going to take a bit of time and effort to get through and so by the time we've got that open they should be done upstairs we can all rendezvous in the basement jobs are good in yeah, sounds good to me sounds like a plan sounds good. i like in trees after all that's where birds hang out yeah pigeon will be so happy as you say that pigeon is already flying towards the tree in excitement which door are you are you guys going to pick one of the locks in the I assume, right? You're going to pick a lock. Front or back door. You should go through the kitchen, see if they have snacks. Yeah, probably the kitchen's is going to draw less attention, isn't it? Anyone in the kitchen's just going to be a low-level flunky that's uh, not going to be too bothered. Okay, yeah. You go around. You both are heading the same direction, right? So as you pass the tree, Phaleon and Mercurius, you stop there. Uh, Phaleon, you're up. Okay, I'm going to start to try and climb the tree. Okay, you are going to roll a terrain check, which you get plus five on. Or terrain uh, traverse check. Okay, I was going to say, like, I don't have that. I'm just making stuff up now. I got Ian here, and I'm just like, yeah, I'll show him how it works. <laughs> roll for flabbergast. <laughs> so with everything, I got 23. You're so smooth. Describe how you climb up this tree. What kind of tree is it? Uh, oak? <laughs> no, I don't know what... It's got a brown trunk and then branches up on top. It's got leaves on it. It's a palm okay. tree. Oh. <laughs> okay, it's a palm tree. <laughs> yep. Matt made it a palm tree. Okay. It's not as cool, but I'll try. I just like inchworm my way up the trunk <laughs> and get to the leaves and then try and jump for the window, I guess. Yeah, the top, right? Like there's coconuts growing on it. And you get on top of the tree and the top of the tree is like pretty level with the, the window there. So you can reach, you can lean over 
and touch the window. But then at that point, you're like, you know, supporting yourself between the tree and the window. Do any of the coconuts fall off? No, she rolled so well that she like smoothly went up there. Go ahead, Mercurius, roll a traverse check. Ten. And I don't think I have a modifier for traverse. Yeah, you sprint at the tree and you like plant your foot up it like you're going to try and do a wall run, a tree run. And immediately like two coconuts fall down uh, and one lands right on your head and you you fall on your back on the ground. I would like to roll interact to uh, grab the other one. Perfect. Roll it. 16 plus 7. Holy cow. (laughs) Yeah, do you want to describe how you catch that or what you do there? As the other, the first one hits in his, in his head, I kind of sidestep and then I go grab the other one out of the air uh, and I just sort of like hold it as I continue walking on and I was like, do you, do you need a boost? <laughs> I could use a boost. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to try to help him up the palm tree. Okay, uh, roll... That, I think like a strength interact check. I don't think you have any bonuses to strength, but yeah, interact. Okay. Uh, 24. And I'll say uh, that Mercurius also has to roll an interact check. Okay. Oh, 11. I'm going to treat this almost like a badass move where it's like the both of them combined, right? Like if you got low enough, you would have just failed on your own. It's not Ryan or not Ryan Reynolds. He's not Ryan Reynolds past no. this door, past the gate. <laughs> Drake like gives you that perfect prop up. Uh, and you're kind of clumsy on it, but but it does help you get up to the top of the tree. Like, you're able hey. to n- not so gracefully get there. I'll take it. We out here. Woohoo! on you open the window. It's it's not locked or anything. It was partially open. You go in there. You help, uh, you help Mercurius get inside. You're inside this bedroom. While that's going, we'll go around to the back door. You guys are approaching the kitchen back door. All right, we're going to try it, see if it's locked. It's locked. I gotta make you roll for stuff, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, oh, well, I'll try and pick the lock then, as that's apparently one of my specialties. <laughs> yeah, these are things that have, like, literally never come up for any of you, except for Matt has had stuff come up. You have a <laughs> plus five lock pick. I so, do! Um, Stop picking at that is what it's called. Yeah. So, do you want to try and do it silently, or just getting in? Well, I suppose we should try and do it silently. Otherwise, people would be like, hey, why are you picking this lock? No. No, actually. No, I don't care. Let's not sneak. Because if anyone asks, we can just be like, well, we're the security company testing the uh, security of your back door. Okay. Yeah, roll it. Uh, 16 plus 5, so 21. I would just like to say that testing the security of your back door sounded like an innuendo. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody laughed. (laughs) damn it how did we miss that (laughs) um okay yeah so you open the door you go in people didn't even notice there's a couple of like staff in the kitchen not a lot like two people that are just kind of prepping some food and and they don't they think that you just came in we did you didn't make (laughs) too much noise yeah you did yeah they didn't even realize it was locked (laughs) they think that you did exactly what you did (laughs) Uh, we'll go back up to the bedroom. Phaleon and Mercurius, you're in this bedroom. Uh, there's just, you know, a bed, a dresser, and a door. All right, we got to find this library. So I will, well, I'll open the door. As you step out, 
there's a room in front of you, a bathroom in front of you to the right, and then directly to your right is a large room that has a bunch of books on the wall. And you can even see, like, in the middle of the room, there's, like, two uh, stands that are holding guns displayed. Hmm, which one of these could be the library? <laughs> there's no doors on this. It's just, like, an arched entrance. All right, well, we see the guns. Like, I'll go over there and see what uh, what's up with these gun cases, I suppose. Phelion, you rolling with him? Yes, I'm following his lead. Uh, as you get in there, I want you both to roll an insight check. That is 17. Seven. Phelion, you're totally oblivious as you walk in, but Mercurius, as you start to enter the room, you hear two voices at the other end of the room. There's the door, this these like double doors that are very fancy, but they're closed, and you can hear voices on the other side of that door. Okay, should we sneak closer and listen in, or what are we doing here? Yeah, I think we should try and figure out what they're talking about. Uh, roll a sneak check. Not the sneakiest. I got eight. I rolled 18. Phelion, you get right up to the door, and you can hear two people talking. Mr. Reynolds, I really appreciate everything that you've done for us. You know, I, I feel really good about the security checks and those those things that you've come. Uh, and I'm glad that your team was able to get out here today and, and start fixing things. Oh, it's no problem at all, man. That's what we do. Uh, and, and their conversation just carries on as they start talking about, like, various things like yeah in the basement they're going to be doing some security that's where we're going to start is in the basement we got to make sure that that safe down there is really secure he starts trying to sell a mint mobile yep (laughs) (laughs) what kind of gin do you like is it aviation gin (laughs) (laughs) while you're here while we're talking you've got to try this gin it is just (laughs) the best i really hope we don't have to fight ryan reynolds like the real ryan reynolds That would be great. (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to get him on the show. He keeps just ignoring my calls, though. Rude. Maybe it's because you're not calling from a mint mobile. Oh, that's what it is. (laughs) Well, we'll go back down to the kitchen. You guys are in the kitchen. You see, you know, two staff prepping food. Uh, There's a fridge. Across the way, you can see the dining room. And in between kind of the kitchen and the, the dining room, there's like a wall and a door, um, and then further to the right past the kitchen is the living room. Can I try and steal a snack, Riley? Absolutely. Do a sneak check. (laughs) Oh, God. That's a critical fail. (laughs) (laughs) You walk up to one of the staff that's putting food on the tray, and you push them aside (laughs) and just start grabbing the food. Uh, And they're, like, on toothpicks, so as you go to grab the food... The toothpick just like pierces through your hand and you pull it out and it's stuck to your hand. It's like just this toothpick stuck in your hand with a piece of cheese on the end. Well, I mean, as long as I got the cheese, that's that's all I care about. <laughs> yeah, you put it up to your mouth and just like eat it off of your hand. <laughs> the toothpick remains. <laughs> uh, and you take one point of damage for that. <sighs> okay. You gotta be taking damage for stuff like that, right? So I want to whisper to uh, Tarquin and Good Boy to be like, grab, grab some meat, any meat you can find. We're gonna need it. <laughs> can I grab my own? <laughs> it's not gonna help us with the next step of this, but I guess. Okay. Um, 
do we need to roll an interact check to grab the meat or can we just grab the meat? <laughs> you start to go and like open the fridge and and there's meat in there and you start to grab it and one of the wait staff comes up to you and is like, what, what are you doing? You're not supposed to be in here. Barry wanted some meat and some coconut. As you can see, my good friend here has a coconut and we're just getting the meat. Is this going to be a problem, sir? Talk, check it up. 14. Uh, no, it's not a problem. It's fine. They reluctantly let you go back to it and go and, and start taking those trays of food. Uh, they go to that doorway between the kitchen and the dining room and open it up and start heading downstairs. Let's follow them then, I guess. Everyone meet it up. I still have the coconut. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Do I have to roll to grab uh, Yeah. No, no. What kind of meats did you guys grab? Are you grabbing meat? I don't even know. I don't know what kinds of meat. Yeah, you said the vegetarian. <laughs> Is good boy a vegetarian? <laughs> or vegan? Are you vegan? Oh, uh, no, I'm not vegan. Vegetarian. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was going to say, if I've been playing Is with a vegan all these weeks... <laughs> <laughs> Is, uh, is Good Boy a vegetarian? Uh, uh, no. No. It would be interesting having a psycho-vegetarian or psycho-vegan <laughs> or something. It'd be weird. Yeah. <laughs> Strip the flesh, salt the wound, but don't eat it. Oh, man, but it's all salty and delicious. <laughs> uh, um, okay, yeah. Prosciutto. <laughs> there you go. Tarquin, you grabbing some meat? Yep, I've got a tray of lightly seasoned uh, skag fillets. <laughs> oh, wow, okay. That's fancy. And so great. So then you guys start heading down the stairs, and as you get down, uh, you're just like kind of in this big room, um, but to your right, you can hear the noise and the excitement of a casino. You know, you hear slot machines and people saying, I call your bluff, I'm all in, and, and that kind of stuff. Uh, and then to your left, you can hear like, growling we're gonna to want to go left is that the growling way yes oh did i forget to mention the skag bits oh it's all right i've got a plate of skag fillets we can just distract them with that and be like this is your mom they are going to cause a distraction yes could we is there a way that we could barricade the door to the casino thus trapping everyone in there so there's less people to come running out to chase us later is the vault through the casino? Uh, so as you guys look, well, I, um, yeah, you would know, I guess, right? Um, so both ways will lead ultimately to that like back room casino where the vault would be. Oh, excellent. Yeah, let's do it. So you want to barricade the, the casino room? I reckon. Is there any furniture in this lobby area that we're in? Uh. Yeah, yeah, there's like couches and some chairs, a coffee table. Let's push the couch in front of the door and then just stack all the chairs and shit on top of it. Okay, roll an interact check. 15. Okay, yeah, you managed to put it clums like you put the couch against that door, it's barricaded in there, uh, and stack a couple of those chairs. The coffee table's like leaned up against it too. Cool. Let's go left then into the... Skagtorium. <laughs> All right. As you approach the skag pit, uh, it's like literally the floor turns to dirt uh, and 
there's a drop off that drops about like 10 feet and there's just a ton of skag in there that are just like wrestling playing hanging out living their lives you know living their best pit life there's a giant spider on the wall crawling across the pit uh, with a goblin holding on to her neck and it goes down on the other side and and then a pixie's like waiting for them on the other side spiders have necks well this one does it's like a you know it's a it's a b&b spider an arachne yeah it's an arachne (laughs) (laughs) well if somebody knows the source book or something (laughs) it's almost like a centaur right but with with a spider bottom instead of a horse bottom yeah more legs yeah and so the goblin thing has ridden this spider over the skag pit is that what's happening yes do we um drake do you know who this goblin do you know this goblin you you know the whole crew so if we if you want i can tell you who all three of those people are great and i will i will exposit that back so you've got the goblin thrasher tar who is like a tech expert, uh, a goblin engineer, really. And then there is Salinas Radwell. She's the pixie, and she is quite adept at picking locks. And then the amazing Gwen, who is the spider uh, and is, is like a master thief. She's great at pickpocketing. She's great at like getting into hard to get places so that's kind of her special her specialty in the crew i said all that do we need to kill them uh, should we kill them i was gonna say step two throw the meat at them let's do that then let's chuck some meat there is actually a throw thing that we've never done and i can never remember throw is your damage mod right yeah and in, in squares and if it's beyond that then you roll an accuracy roll okay so this pit is Four squares wide. So they're five squares. It's like a big four by four square pit. So, I mean, so what was it? Your damage mod? Yeah, that's the number of squares you can throw for free. And basically it's just going to hit the thing if it's within that range. Okay. Uh, otherwise, you have to roll an accuracy check of, I believe, 13 or higher. Boy, I should know this. Standard checks are like 12, right? 12 yeah. or higher. Or it's it's out of my range, so I'll do the accuracy check. 21. Oh, wow, yeah. You got it. Good boy, are you throwing two? Yes. Uh, well, it doesn't matter what I add. I got a 14 without my modifier, which I don't know. I think your damage is one. Would it be damn? Well, it doesn't matter, because I've made it anyway. Yeah. Yeah, you made it. Yeah. As the meat flies over the pit, the skags get in a flurry they're so excited they smell that meat flying over and and it lands on the other side the prosciutto prosciutto lands prosciutto that's what it was and the prosciutto go ahead i had to make a joke before i throw mine i yell actually you know what it's not worth interrupting never mind nope you have to now (laughs) (laughs) okay I, i yell I also don't know if it works now that I'm trying to say it out loud. Just do it, Prosciutto. Prosciutto. Lovely. Totally worth it. (laughs) (laughs) I told you. 
Told you it wasn't worth it. <laughs> well, it hits the pixie and tosses her kind of to the ground. Like, uh, you know, that was it was a heavy enough hit to hit her onto the floor. Uh, the skag platter, skag filet pat platter. Whoa, that's quite a mouthful to say. Lands and, and hits them. The flurry of skags are like trying to jump up and claw their way up at them. And they're like making a lot of noise. And on the other side of the room you hear some people come and it's guards and they're going wow what are you doing back here you're not supposed to be here you need to get out and they're like we're with the security team and he says i haven't heard of any security team no we are well then what are you doing down here we're checking your security well i caught you so we win Uh, our boss ryan he's up top he's upstairs he's talking to barry he'll he'll clear this all up all right, well, then let's go. Let's go talk to this Ryan. Uh, and they all leave and go that other way. Uh, I, would, I would like to intercept one of the guards, if possible. So they go. They went back towards like the casino side, and they're coming in through the casino, which you have barricaded. Well, I was going to say, if I could intercept one of the guards, I was going to be like, hi, Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> And then tell them to keep them in the casino and uh, wait wait for Barry to to make a decision. If you want, because you guys are closer to that barricade, you could totally unbarricade it. Well, I was trying to prevent them from going through that way. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, you could yell across the pit. Yeah, yeah, that was my plan. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. Okay, I got you. So yeah, you're, you're yelling across the pit. Go ahead and act yeah. that out. Be like, hi, uh, actually, Ryan Reynolds, uh, security team, they aren't with us. Uh, roll the, oh, what would that be? Persuasion or bluff? Either way, I think you're getting a good. Yeah, I got a bonus to both of those. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it's the same bonus either way. So that is a 21. Oh, wow. They aren't? Who Who are they? Have you heard of Seized 5? No. Oh, oh, well. Oh, boy, if C could be here to hear that. Oh, that's great. Uh, Are they like a band? No, they're more of a, one of your, your classic uh, grifter heister groups. Oh. They're here, they're here to steal all of Barry's things, and uh, our security team was put here to stop them. Now, we need to get into that vault, make sure that nothing else, that they didn't, you know, already steal the high, already heist yesterday, as uh, a C's 5 is, 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 temp- is made to do. Okay, yeah, that, that makes sense. Uh, come on over, come around the, you know, there's actually like a bridge on the other side. So he he starts to put that bridge down um, and says, what do you want me to do with these people? I'd say keep them in the casino or, uh, you know, take them upstairs. Okay, yeah, it's pretty busy in that casino. Uh, you know, I don't want to ruin everybody's mood. That's true. We don't want to ruin Barry's night. Right. He's probably on a winning streak, as he is. You know, Barry. Yeah, well, he was upstairs talking to you. Yes. And then he went downstairs. Oh, okay. So he's back in the the casino now. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the person he was talking to actually wasn't me. I'm the actual Ryan Reynolds. Like I said, C's five. There's probably still a couple of them running around. There's, hold on, let me do some math. There's five of them. (laughs) (laughs) And you've got three of them here. Right. Yeah, so you, you still got two more. Oh, boy. Uh, you know, maybe I should take them to the Sheriff Torium then. That makes sense. Okay, 
uh, so two other guards join him and they start escorting the three of the C's five out. Um, and there's this bridge across the... Oh, they uh, take the bridge across the skag. Uh, one, one second, before you leave. Oh, yeah? And I, I hand him the coconut. <laughs> what? What's this for? You'll know. <laughs> Actually, no, I take it back. I need that back. Never mind. No, it's fine. It's a security thing. There's like a coconut kind of... Uh, some of these things have like a, a coconut weakness. Some of these vaults. Uh, I just I need to test it. Never mind. Oh, okay, yeah, that's weird. I've never heard of it, but you're the expert, so I trust you. That I am. Uh, yeah, so they go and they take the C's three out of five upstairs. Uh, they're gonna escort them out. So now you have a bridge across the way. That was easy. That made it easier for you guys to traverse that. We'll go back upstairs. Phaleon and Mercurius, you're in this library. You hear those two talking. Oh, you do got you guys do have echo stones, which you almost never use, but they are like my they're like walkie-talkies. If you want, you can always inform each other of certain things. I was gonna suggest you have them uh, execute the C's three out of five on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> it's not normally my type of revenge. Right, really right. only one I want is uh is the main one. Fair enough. That would be that would be my kind of revenge. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, more of a dark wind. Kill move. everyone. Talk, talk to Nettie. She'll tell you about it. Scorched Earth. <laughs> Join our collection. Yes. <laughs> like you all are a different breed. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, I suppose we could let them know. Well, he already. They already know that Ryan Reynolds is up here. Well, but you don't know that they know that. We don't know that they know that. So hey. Ryan Reynolds is up here. <laughs> you guys. Does just you that have them, or do I also have an Echo Stone? <laughs> you do have an... Ian, you would have... Or, Drake, you have an Echo Stone. That's pretty standard with Friend and Foe Adventure Co. You guys totally linked up before okay. before the start of the heist, right? So then, as we get that information, it's probably when all of this goes down. Probably a couple minutes later, you hear... Well, the uh, three of the five are heading back up with security. They know they know they're here, and they are looking for the other two. Make sure that's not you two. Right. Well, I want to check out those guns, but I also kind of want to take a book with me. Okay. As you do, uh, I mean, you can read. <laughs> are you sure? You were a lawyer. <laughs> I assume you read law books. Uh, as you look around the room, there, uh, there's just like. They're all history books, and they're histories of the guilds, the gun guilds. Uh, you have, like, Malefactor, uh, the Mages of Malefactor, and the Dwarves of Stoker. You know, they're, they're just all sorts of different books and lore on, on their histories, which are different from lore books. Just lore books, different gun companies. I was hoping for some, like, smut, but... <laughs> Like 50 shades of gunmetal. <laughs> <laughs> you open up one and it's hidden in between the pages, right? Nice, yeah. When he pretends to be reading. No. A little postcard of a robot with its tits out. <laughs> yeah, now we're talking. With its chassis out. <laughs> One's laying across the floor and its cockpit is open. Well, I'm taking that book. <laughs> These books don't exist here. He's a he's a classy dude. Oh, come on. <laughs> or at least not in this room. Oink. I suppose. Let's what brand is I don't have. 
Are you just taking a random book? I'm just taking a book. I don't know. Okay, yeah. Yeah, no, <laughs> but please, that's fair. if you've got lore, please do tell. Well, no, there's. I didn't write much lore for the books, so... I just said that they were history books. So nice. You just grab like a random history book and it happens to be on, you know what? I'm actually even going to roll which guild it's, I'm going to roll for which guild it's a part of. Um, yeah, it's, it's a book about the Dahlia elves. Nice. So you're obviously not going to sit down and just read it here. Not with Barry and Ryan, fake Ryan in the other room. Right. Now we need to check out those guns. Well, and they're not all guns, but... On the walls, there's a couple of guns. There's like a SMG. There's a pistol. Uh, there's another pistol, funky looking pistol. There's a sniper rifle. Uh, on the little like pillars, um, there's one pillar that has this like armband, this metal armband on it. Uh, and then on another pillar, there's like a spear, a funky metal looking spear. Any thoughts, Phaleon, or we just... I was thinking about checking out the armband because that's so out of, uh, it's different. It's a different thing. Yeah. Uh, so the guns aren't locked up. They're just free. So you, you would know, we'll flashback. We flash back to the description and they're giving you these four sandbags. Um, and, and Drake has explained that there are pressure, like weight pressures on all of the ones upstairs. So that if one of those is removed, then, you know, an alarm will trip. The gates will shut and you'll be locked in there. But, so, but you only have four of those, those sandbags. Okay. Oh, actually, you know what? You only have three of those sandbags. So you'll only three. be able to take three of the things without tripping an alarm. So we only have three sandbags total. Yes. Not three each. Okay. Yeah, you're pulling some Indiana Jones type stuff here, right? Like where you're like, dun, 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 and you, you're switching the sandbag off for the gun. Totally equivalent weight. They're magically enchanted sandbags to take the weight of whatever. Oh, thank goodness. So we don't have to like pour some out, try and judge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that did not work out so well for Indy. No, no, no. Okay, well, let's let's figure out which one of these is the most... Valuable, I suppose. Um, we want to take the three best ones, right? I mean, you'll roll an insight check. So there's two, like on one wall, two guns on one wall, two guns on another wall, and then those things on the pillars. So I'll make you just roll them in groups, like the left wall, the pillars, and the right wall. You'll roll an insight okay. check. I will go check the right wall. That's a ten plus five gun related, so fifteen. Okay, you see a. Hyperius startup SMG. And from like your knowledge of gun history, it looks like Hyperius's first prototype. And you remember reading about how it was made in the parents' garage of Lord Hyperius. It was a 16 carriage garage, but it was a garage nonetheless, as he started up the Hyperius Gun Company, uh, or Gun Guild, the Hyperius Guild. Um, but as you look at it, some of the screws are like newer screws and some of the parts aren't matching it. And you can tell that this one is a forgery. And then there is a large oversized grenade. It's almost like a smaller version of a keg, a wooden keg. Um, and it's got like metal bit bands around it. And you recognize this as Lord Torg's first 
grenade, Merv grenade. There's like smaller kegs wrapped around it. And this thing is really, really heavy. Like uh, the problem with it was that Lord Torg designed it for himself. And so he was one of the only people in existence that could actually lift it and throw it uh, very far. Uh, Other people would lift it and they'd throw it a couple spaces and then end up dead. Uh, and this thing is actually legit. This is one of those original Lord Torg grenades. Do you want to say all of that now in Torg's voice? <laughs> <laughs> this grenade is heavy and it'll blow shit up! There you go. Summed it up. Perfect. <laughs> My dad made it! He was the f- best! <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I didn't expect you to actually do it. <laughs> All right, that grenade sounds uh, worthy of heisting. I worry though. Um, I don't have any uh, like negatives to interact, so I'm just I'm scared of messing this up on the first one. I'll tell you, you're gonna be the better interactor, right? So Phaleon has like a minus two on interact checks. Oh no. Okay. Phaleon has a zero on interact checks. Accuracy mod is two. Oh. Yeah, so you have a plus two on your accuracy, or on tra- interact. Okay, fantastic. Then I will try and nab that nade. Okay, you're going to try and swap it. Roll that interact check. Here we go. 14 plus two is 16. You managed to grab it off of the hooks that are holding it on the wall and put that put one of the sandbag, like you hang the sandbag on it, uh, and it keeps the lever pulled down. Beautiful. As you finish that, you start to hear some guard or some people coming up the stairs and they're saying we got to look everywhere for them there's Shit. two still oh man there's two still out there yeah so they would totally assume that's you that's us two uh well it's not us two but we sure do look suspicious okay we gotta hide are the pillars big enough for me to hide behind one they're pretty small they're like you know display pillars uh, you know you could totally try and hide behind there. It might be a harder check. There's also like, you know, a, a nice velvety chair there. There's the room. You might be able to make it back to the bedroom. Okay, because they're still coming up the stairs, right? Yeah. I think I'm going to try and hide behind the chair. Roll a sneak check. A 10. Yeah, you're not very well hidden back there, but you, you feel okay about it. All right. I will tell Phaleon that since they're... Well, do we know that they're looking for two? Yeah, you know that... Drake did say that. That's right. That's right. He did. Okay. Yeah. So, Phaleon, since they're looking for two of us, it might be better if we split up for a minute. I'm going to head back to the bedroom, and then I'll start reading my book. Roll a sneak check. Oh, no. (laughs) Critical fail. Oh, my gosh. You're in such a hurry that you end up just, like, clomping straight to the bedroom. You fling open the door. You slam it shut behind you. You hear those two guards say, what was that? And they run upstairs uh, and they enter that room. Are you gonna be hiding in that room? I'm just reading my book. You're just, yeah, you're just Very sitting on the bed, reading just, the book. I belong here, I'm reading this book. This must be another one of the C's five. You've gotta come with us, get out of here. We're taking you to the Sheriff-torium. C's five, I've never heard of them before. What's the problem here? Uh, roll a talk check. You're actually pretty good at talk checks. Supposed to be, uh, that is. 12 plus 2, uh, 14. There's people heisting in here, and I don't recognize you. Oh, well, I'm the new lawyer in the employ of Barry. He uh, just took me on last week. I'm just in here enjoying these lovely books. 
these lovely book. <laughs> the one guard turns to the other and, and she says, well, I don't know anyone else that reads books other than lawyers, right? Like, that's a normal thing. Yes, I'm very well read. This checks out. Why are you reading in this room? Just to keep away from the noise and ruckus that's going on downstairs with the casino goings on. Have you seen two people that aren't supposed to be around here? No, but I did hear some voices coming from a room beyond the library. That might be something to look into. Well, that would be Ryan Reynolds and Barry Tenedix. Oh, my mistake then. Please, carry on. Oh, wait a minute. That's the fake Ryan Reynolds. That's one of the other people. We gotta go get him. And they sprint out of the room, and they run into the, the library. They don't even notice Phaleon poorly hiding behind the chair because they're in such a rush to get to the office. And they open those doors and say, Mr. Tenedix, this is... Oh, that was a long run. It's like ten squares. This is a fake Ryan. We have the real Ryan's downstairs, and he's... He helped us catch the C's five, apparently. Three of the C's five. And he's the fourth one? I don't know. I've never heard of the C's five. And the Ryan Reynolds, the, there are two dwarfs in there. One of them's got like black slicked back hair, a black beard with some distinguished gray accenting it. And the other one's a little bit younger, uh, red hair, red haired dwarf, very full beard. The black haired one, looks and says, oh, the C's five, that sounds like a, I know them, they're a very well-known and highly, uh, highly rated group of thieves, very well respected in their community. You don't know who they are? No, I've never heard of them, but you're one of them. No, no, I'm not. That other Ryan is the r fake one. Uh, I'm actually going to roll a, <laughs> a bluff check here, too. Because I don't want to force this one way or the other. Oh, that's not a great bluff. Uh, they say, nope, nope. That other guy helped us catch the other one. So, you know, he's the real one. Uh, yeah, let's book him. And uh, you're coming with us to the Sheriff Tory. Those two guards escort him uh, out of the library and down the stairs. Uh, and Barry is left in the room pacing about. Uh, the door is open, though, so you would have to sneak out or try and sneak. It's going to be harder to grab that precious loot. But those two people run or go down the stairs escorting uh, fake Ryan Reynolds. Fake, fake Ryan Reynolds, actually, because <laughs> cause Drake is fake Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> All right, now we go back to downstairs. Uh, the three of you, Tarquin, Good Boy, and Drake, you're in front of this big vault, um, and it is, it's locked. Can I do an insight check just to see if there's any noticeable meh, weakness or entry yeah. point or something? Absolutely. Anybody can do that. That would be a 10. Okay, you don't notice anything. I just pointed it and go, door! door. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd roll an insight check on previous knowledge plus, you know, new knowledge. See if I think it's been tampered with or how long. Because they look like they just got to the door before we uh, we ran into them, right? Yeah, yeah. Because they were crossing to that side, so. Uh, well, that is a one. That, that's a one. <laughs> what door? <laughs> you you think you see a little hole in there and you stick your finger in there and it like, it, it pinches your finger. And you take one point of damage because it wasn't, it was just like a little crack in the... Uh, it was like, you know, where the vault would open. 
Ah, oh, ah, ooh, 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 that hurt. Just a little bit, just a little bit. <laughs> now watch Good Boy be the one to figure it out, right? Uh, that, that is a 17. Uh, Good Boy, in his many years of heisting, recognizes this as a T24,000, you know, top of the line. Uh, but it has a few flaws. You know, it, it's like that classic big vault where it's got the spinning door thing, but as like Good Boy is like knocking on metal parts, he hears a part that sounds a little bit more hollow than other parts. Okay. We flash back to the prep phase and say, Amir's like, Good Boy here, he's the strong one. Put a wall in front of him and he could punch the shit out of that. Yeah, that's what I was wondering if I should do. All right, I'm just going to punch the wall then. Everybody has a role in this has thing. Has a role. A roll. Okay, roll a strength interaction. Uh, that's a 15. Okay, yeah, you punch it. The metal breaks uh, in that part and reveals some cogs and gears back there. And now it's kind of beyond your skills as far as you know. It's It looks like a bunch of lock-picking uh, specialty might be able to handle. Oh, that's me! <laughs> you need teamwork to open this door. Absolutely. I mean, I, first I recognized it was a door, but now I see something I can use. Oh, it's a door. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, I'm going to test my lockpicking interact situation. Uh, don't need to be sneaky, because meh. Oh, 19, 20, 21. 26. I literally oh. close my eyes. I just put my hand on it, and it just clicks open. <laughs> Yeah, that happens. The door start. You feel the door give. It can be open now. As you as you pull open the door, you see like a you see like a lot of papers in there, blueprints. And then there's also a gun hanging on the wall on the back there too. Can I describe the gun to Mercurius over the Echo Stone so that he can work out how much it's worth? Yes. You know what, actually, roll a talk check to see how well you describe it. Uh, eight. Oh, no, 16. Okay, that's good. Yeah, so you describe this beautiful SMG. Uh, it looks like one of the fanciest, sleekest-looking Hyperius SMGs you've ever seen. And you see even engraved on it, it says, The NDA. <laughs> Mercurius, roll an insight check. Six plus five... Plus two, wait, 11, 13, yep. That's not great. No, yeah, but you you know that... It's worth seven. <laughs> it sounds like something that isn't released yet. And so it, it's not like anything from the history books you've read or studied. So it doesn't... You can't tell exactly how valuable it is, but you from what you understand of its description it's not like a historic gun i tell tarquin that uh sounds cool let's take it okay oh wait no, whoa, 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 whoa 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 first let's uh insight to see if there's any security weighty levery switchy things <laughs> you know let me work out if we can take it without setting something off okay that, go ahead is that okay um yeah. 24. It's it's not really guarded. You know, the only thing protection to this room was the, the was a skag pit in your way and a giant vault door that was supposed to be super hard to pick. 
In that case, I'm just gonna to get in. lift the gun off the wall. Yeah, it's called the NDA. It's a Hyperius prototype, and it, it actually has some stats. So if somebody wants that gun right now to use or whatever, equip it until they sell it. Or if they want to sell it, they could keep it. It doesn't. Who knows how valuable it is? What was it? An SMG? Yeah. Does anyone have that as their favored gun? I don't. Drake, what's your favored weapon? Uh, he kind of just motions to the, the pistol holstered at his side. I always, always keep one of these. The stats on it are pretty good. It gives you plus five accuracy, but it has minus two to damage. And then there's red text that says sworn to secrecy. <laughs> well, I'll just keep hold of it for now then and see if we need it. Okay, perfect. Uh, and yeah, and then there's all those schematics laying about still. Should we have a look at those and see maybe if they're for any also secret plans or anything that we can sell on to like rivals or it's something? not a bad idea. I was going to say just like burn them, but that's probably a better idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, while this is going on, I'm going to be like, all right, you two finish up down here. I need to go uh, make sure that Mercurius and Phalion didn't get captured uh, upstairs. We'll just meet out, meet out back, meet out front. Where are we meeting? Should we meet at the bottom of the tree? All right, bottom so of the tree. They can climb. We'll I presume they're going to climb out the window and back down again, which I will say over the echo phone thing. Climb out the window, get down the tree. Okay, bye. Love you. <laughs> are you guys taking... What are you doing now? Are you doing anything else in the vault as he heads upstairs? Well, I guess, would it be insight to work out the information on the blueprints? Yeah. Okay, I will do yeah. that. Uh, 25. Oh, wow, yeah. So... Yeah, these are all like blueprints for uh, works in progress of different types of guns. Uh, and they have different brands, different guild uh, logos on them. So uh, it seems like uh, they were sent to Barry to kind of look over. There's notes written on it, like all in the same handwriting. So presumably Barry's handwriting on like, well, this won't work because of this. What if you do this instead of this? Good boy. These are important magical scrolls. Can you look after yes. them? Yes. 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 Good. Keep yeah. keep them safe. Keep these scrolls safe. We need to deliver them to uh, some wizards. Okay. I do. I have pockets. Yeah. Just, you, don't you have like cargo pants? Oh, yeah, like isn't true. that? Just... I was gonna say I just stuff them in my pants. <laughs> yeah. You don't even use your pockets. <laughs> pockets are overrated. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, so upstairs, Mercurius, you saw them carry or like escort fake fake Ryan Reynolds downstairs. Uh, what are you doing now? It's gonna be a lot harder to get away with anything else, but I wonder, wonder if we could cause a distraction of some kind. Oh, well, I don't know. It's Barry. He's not gonna fall for any of my bullshit. Well, as you're thinking, you hear somebody coming upstairs, uh, and you can see them. It's it's Drake. Reading a book, I see. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really good. Uh, where, where is our siren friend? She's hiding in the library over yonder, behind one of the pillars. But uh, Uncle Barry the there has got the door open now. Oh, she's behind a chair. I'm sorry. All right. Uh, well, this seems like the perfect time for Barry to meet the real fake Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to walk through, and if I notice Phaleon, I'm going to be, you know, give me a little thumbs up uh, as I continue through. And I kind of like close the doors behind me as I as I enter Barry's room or the Ooh, the study. Bravo! <laughs> Who are you? Well, I've heard you've met a Ryan Reynolds today, but unfortunately, 
as we now know, that man was an imposter. I am the actual Ryan Reynolds, and it is nice to finally meet you. Nice. Uh, roll that bluff check. Uh, 19. Well, it's good to meet you. Thank you for coming, you know, a few weeks earlier. I'm sorry that we weren't able to meet then, but but I'm glad that you came, and I'm I'm glad that you stopped the that pesky, what was it, Oceans, Oceans 5? Oceans 5. But uh, seems your team's only caught four of them so far, right? Yeah, there's still one out there from what I gather. Well, uh, on my search of the perimeter, uh, it seems that they have boarded the entrance to the casino. So I think you may find your last member hanging around there somewhere. Okay, uh, I'll echo my guards to go do that. And he, he calls on his echo and tells his guards to do that. Um, when, while you're in there, by the way, what you see is he's got that desk. He's got this nice, lavish desk, pretty centered in the room. And on it, there's various papers. There's this, like, stone trinket, like a... There's, there's like a... It's like a flat little stand, and on that stand, it's displaying this rock paperweight. It's like a broken orb, broken, like, in half. Uh, and then on the back wall, there's a broken gun, and, and he says... Ryan, let me tell you a little story. And then we're going to cut to Mercurius and Phaleon. So now the doors are closed, and you guys have your run of the room again, the library. Cool. We're going to check out some more of these uh, display display pieces here? Yeah. So you've got the two things that are on the stands, and then the thing that are the other weapons on the wall. I will look at the ones on the stands. So roll your insight. Uh, seven. <laughs> That's barely not a critical fail. I rolled a two. There is a shield. It's a... You recognize it as like a pan-goblin shield. One of the originals. And instead of it actually being like a magical ward that protects your body, it was literally a metal bracer that you would press a button on and it would deploy this giant metal shield. Uh, so armor the, the, the wearer from damage. Uh, and then the other thing is a Dahlia spear generator and on one end it's got like a plug and on the other end it's got its sharp spot and the dahlia elves would throw that metal spear or jab it into their enemies and then plug in this like a cord onto the other end and then plug it into their own shields and they would sap the shields from their enemies but as far as you can tell like you have no idea about the quality or anything of these these things well see I, I failed this one because they're not technically guns oh that yeah see you're right <laughs> <laughs> but there are three uh there's actually three guns on the other wall for you to check too so all right um Phaleon, you want to take a crack at these things they're not guns i can't figure these out oh there you go yeah okay so i crawl out from under the couch or the chair right <laughs> Very gracefully, I might add. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Pigeons averting their eyes as you do it because it's kind of awkward. <laughs> what is my thing that I'm rolling Insight. For? So you'll Insight. add two. Okay. So I rolled an eight. Yeah. You you have no idea. I just like shrug my shoulders at him. and at me curious. Oh, well. We tried. Let's go check out these other guns. All right. Roll that inside again. Ooh, 18 plus... Five. Oh, wow. Okay, 23. Yeah. Okay. There is this spiral-barreled Furior pistol, uh, and 
it looks very, very fancy, but from what you can tell, it just looks like hipster junk art. Then there is this bulky black powder pistol, and it has an arrow in it. And you recognize this as an original prototype. Uh, they, they had been making, black powder had been making pistols for a while, uh, and they wanted to make a really powerful pistol that shot arrows, uh, but it was too powerful and it would fragment the arrow and just shoot out a spray of wood and bits and metal from the broken, shattered arrow. And so that ended up actually leading to them developing shotguns. Uh, so it's it's a pistol, but it was technically their first real prototype of a, of a, of a shotgun. Uh, and then there's a Skulldugger Sniper. You recognize it was originally a black powder sniper, but it's got like barbed wire wrapped around it. And that's because the bandits that developed Skulldugger believed that by putting harm into the gun, putting their own blood into the gun would make it more powerful. Uh, and both right. of those, the black powder pistol and the Skulldugger the Skulldugger Sniper Rifle look legit to you. Fantastic. And we got two bags of sand left. So let's try and nab the Sniper, I believe, is more important because uh, we actually have people that can utilize those. And these guns don't look that functional, to be honest. Like, you you can tell. Oh. They're, they're like old guns. Okay. But still valuable and we still want to rob them. Yeah, valuable to the right people, right? Okay, am I rolling Interact? Yeah, rolling Interact. And... Phaleon, if you want, you could even roll a sneak check, like as if you're like doing that whole like sneak switcheroo. Okay. Or you can roll an interact check if you want to take something as well. We don't have to put this all on Mercurius. Yeah, I'll I'll be helpful. I guess I won't stand around. <laughs> you're good. So he's doing the sniper. I'll try the, what was the other one? A pistol? The black powder pistol shotgun. Yeah, that. Uh, go ahead. Each of you roll your perspective rolls. I ended up with 19. Oh, yeah. You swap that out real smooth. Same type of thing. You know, you're hanging that that uh, sand bag to hold down that lever. I rolled with my sneak at 24. Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you do the whole smooth thing, right? Like it's, it's zoomed in real close on like your eyes and in front of your eyes, you're holding that bag and like whoosh, whoosh, breathe in and then you do the swaparoo and you balance the the sandbag on the hook to keep it down as as you take out that pistol. I'd like to add that I was feeling super confident, so I let Pigeon help hold the sandbag with me. Ooh, nice. <laughs> Make him feel a part of the team. That was smart. Yes. He is a part mm-hmm. of the team. He's a valued member of this team. Yeah, he needed a role. Nice. Okay, we cut back inside to Drake and Barry. And Barry looks at that rock... And he says, you know, my grandfather, he was part of the Stoker Rebellion. And he, he helped set that fire. Uh, and, and all he took from that mine was this one piece of rock and his gun. And he points to the wall behind him where this broken Stoker gun is. The gun is junk and this rock is junk, but it, it represents the hard work that my family put to get where we are today. And my father fought in the Stoker Rebellions as well, but they fought so that I wouldn't have to. And now I get to collect all this junk. So I really appreciate you. You know, it's it's not junk to me, obviously. It's treasure. But I appreciate your help taking down the these 
heisters and helping me improve my security. What is there other things you've you've found in your checks? Um, you know, uh, it seems your vault may have some sort of uh, a coconut insecurity that uh, you may need to deal with. But that's just that's just routine. That's just that's just standard for those kind of vaults. You know, uh, the wrong person with a coconut can really ruin your life. But you know what? You don't need to concern yourself with any of this. You should go down at your casino, enjoy the rest of your evening. I'm sure they've got it unboarded by now. And uh, yeah, I'll do another sweep of the building and then, uh, you know, I'll say goodbye to the guards on the way out and I'll give you my full report. He he walks around the desk and he says, thank you again, you know, uh, send me the invoice and I'll send you the payment. And uh, and he walks around and he he's, opens the doors and his back is to you for a minute uh, as he does that. And he, he's turning around to like a motion you out of the room with him. Oh, actually, I guess cut to you guys, Mercurius and Phaleon, you start to hear those doors open. We are leaving. <laughs> <laughs> right? Are we leaving? Yeah, we're definitely leaving. Okay, uh, let's roll sneak checks just to see how fast you can book it out of there. Ooh, oh no. Uh, nine plus one for my mastery mod, so ten. Ten, okay. Phaleon? Um, nine plus three, so twelve. Uh, I mean, like, you guys aren't super-duper quiet, but he's on the other side of the room. He hears footsteps, and he opens up the door and, like, goes in there and kind of looks around. And he sees that there's sandbags hanging on the walls uh, where guns used to be. And he says, oh, no, no, Ryan. And he turns around to Ryan. Ryan, do you know anything about this? Uh, yeah, yeah, so we found, uh, we had our associates take the most expensive of, of your items and put them into the vault, uh, just for extra, extra security. We knew this was going to be a, a thing today, so we wanted to make sure that you were as safe as you could be. Although, and I'm going to pretend to get a, an echo, uh, uh, thing, be like, what, what's that? Oh, it seems there's some commotion going on down at the Skag Pits. You may need to go down there and check that out. My other associate is in the casino, and he says that the doors are unbarred, but the guards are now having problems with the Skags. Roll that bluff check. <laughs> uh, that one's not as high. Uh, seven plus six, 13. He's hesitant, but he says... Okay, I I guess you did help us catch the C's five or well the C's four. There there's still one out there, I guess somewhere. Uh, but okay, we I'll go down there. And he he leaves uh, kind of in a hurry. Did you guys run into the bedroom, Mercurius and Phaleon? Is that where you went, or did you go down the stairs? What which way did you go? That's where the window's at, right? We're gonna try and get to the base of the tree, I assume. Yeah, I agree. All right, yeah, you guys are out there, Drake. You're alone in the office. In the study, is there anything you want to do before you leave? I mean, I'm going to make an interact check for sure. All right. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, you can just roll it. Uh, That's a 12? You pull out a a sandbag that you had been carrying on your own person. I actually, I pull out the coconut. Oh, there you go. Okay. Yep. And the coconut is now sitting on the desk. Okay. in In a stand. And I'm going to echo cast the rest of the team and say, I'll be down there in a second. I'm just going to grab this gun in case it's useful. Uh, I'm curious. We can have you check it once we're out of here. But uh, he said something about an old broken gun. He said it was junk, but a lot of times he doesn't know what he has. Sounds good. We'll cut to uh, 
Tarquin and Good Boy, you're still in the basement. I assume, you know, you guys are on your way out, right? Yeah. Yep. Did you guys hightail it out of there as soon as you got this, shoved the schematics down your pants? I imagine so. There's nothing for us to hang around for. Uh, as well as one can hightail with blueprints stuffed down their pants, yes. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say that you got out of there before the the before any of them got back down there. And you guys are waiting under the tree. Phaleon and Mercurius, you guys come and you slide down the tree. And now you're just waiting for Drake. Drake, are you joining them? Uh, I'm sending an echo cast. They're, uh, they're hearing it on their echo stones. Sorry, friends. Can't exactly make it out of this one with the rest of you. Barry tells a long, boring story, but uh, I think I'll shorten it up a bit. Barry's grandfather, Tev, was not only a rebel, but he was also a slave to the Stoker Corporation and forced to work in the mines. I was on an expedition exploring the mines recently when I found evidence of a vault key fragment that had been there long ago. And more, more and more information that I got on it. The fragment was never recovered, but Tev did hold on to an orb-shaped chunk, which he passed down to his son, who passed it on to Barry, who, up until about five minutes ago, uh, kept it on the desk of, in his study. Uh, now there's a coconut there. But I'm real sorry, gang. I have to uh, bid you all adieu. I will not be joining you. Uh, on the good side, you know, some good news. Uh, they're looking for C's 5, so... The friend and foe Adventure Co. is in the clear for this job. And if anyone dusts that coconut for Prince, all they'll find is the fingerprints of that guard that I had to hold on to it. So how are you going to get out? Oh, I'm already out. <laughs> you should probably leave too, because they are on the lookout for... And they're going to find that vault very soon. Uh, but don't worry. This is just one of the three fragments that uh, will make a vault key. And once I have the key and open the vault, I will become the most famous and rich vault hunter of all time. And I won't forget your help. Oh, he's not going to forget the little people. That's us. <laughs> you guys? Hey, good boy. Is that blueprints in your pants or are you just happy to see uh, me? Both. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah. Well, are, what are you guys going to do now? We probably can't just walk past the guard carrying all this stuff. Is there like a fence? Like... What surrounds the ground? Is there a fountain that we can stand in front of? <laughs> <laughs> there is some commotion at the front gate, uh, and you hear the gate break, uh, and a guard just like gets tossed uh, in into a fountain in the front. Of course, there's a fountain in the front. This is a f nice place. I didn't describe it earlier because it was so magnificent that you know I I couldn't do it justice in the description. This giant orc comes crashing through and this big orc beats up the guards that are escorting the seas four fifths uh, and now the seas fifth are complete they're there the big muscle is there the orc turns towards the bearded man that was the fake fake ryan reynolds and he says donnie c did you get the stuff you needed and he turns to him and he says griler gurdon i didn't Someone, someone thwarted us, and I have my suspicions. There was another team in there. You four go back in there and take care of them. I've got some business of my own to take care of. And he separates from the group, runs off, uh, and 
those other four start walking towards the door and they spot you four underneath the tree and start running towards you. And it's combat now. If unless you want to talk your way or something before they but they're running, you know, guns out, weapons out. So what's the now that Drake's gone, what who do we even know who we're supposed to be selling these guns to? Is it just Amir? Amir. Yeah. Would he mind if we threw the original Torg grenade at these guys and just blew them to fuck? <laughs> I mean, you're just getting, you know, you'd be using it, but you would, uh, you just wouldn't get the money for it. So yeah, you totally could. And yeah, we got all those other things. I'm down. Yeah, chuck the grenade at them. It's just crazy enough to work. I'll give it to Good Boy. He's got more strength than me. Perfect. <laughs> because that could have ended so spectacularly terrible. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not making another bucket mistake. Uh, good boy, you're going to have to roll a strength interact check. Oh boy, I'm nervous now. Oh, it's a 19. So at the top of this thing, there's like almost a flint and steel type of like a fuse. You know, like those firecrackers that you pull apart you pull apart this this top bit and it starts to spark the fuse and you throw that towards the four, the C's four that are running towards you um, and it explodes on them. And of the C's four, right? You've got this spider named the Amazing Gwen. You've got this orc, Gryler Gurdon. You've got Salinus Radwell, the pixie. And Thrasher Tar, the goblin. This thing is super powerful. And ah, I'm trying to think of what a good way to do damage for this would be. Because of course I did not plan on you guys using this. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say roll 2d20. No, roll 3d20. Yeah. Because it's like a Merv grenade, so it's going to explode and then do more explosions. Oh, gosh. Okay, well, that's, that's a one. Okay. That's just, this is just damage. You're rolling yeah. damage. Oh, that's 19. So, okay. And 18. So 38 total damage. Yeah, so you throw this this giant grenade, uh, proving that, you know, you're you're strong enough to be up there with Lord Torg. You're You're... It was an impressive feat you just pulled off. Uh, It explodes and sends them flying as more of those little barrels come off of the one barrel or the the barrel. Yeah, isn't that what it's called? Shit. Keg. Why am I blanking on that? Anyway, keg. Thank you. Yeah. So like that main keg explodes. The side kegs kegs get ejected from it and explode as well, and it deals thirty eight damage to all of them. The goblin is just evaporated in this this explosion uh so is the pixie uh griler gurdon he is burnt really really bad and the spider shrivels up and is nothing but ashes so literally all you have left is a is griler gurdon who is singed and pissed i can't believe it (laughs) that's amazing so now we've got Gryler Gurdon. Stand, he stands up, uh, looks at the ashes of his fallen friends, pops his knuckles, pulls out an axe from his back, unsheaths a back axe. Oh, what do you ba- call it? A uh, back. 
A bax, yeah. He pulls out his bax, which is back axe and also battle axe, uh, and takes a step towards you guys. Um, And then we flash over to Drake, who is making his escape. And which, where did you like escape from? There's a there's a window in the study with like a trellis that I just kind of climb down, or attempt to climb down. I guess would be the yeah. Do a terrain tra- uh, traverse check. Okay, uh, my knee brace isn't gonna help me on this one. Yep, got an eighteen anyway. Okay, great. Yeah, you managed to get down there. I assume that maybe in your your research you actually knew of another entrance or exit, uh, just for this kind of situation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, on the other side of the building, which is where the study is from the side with the tree, there's just sort of like a a fence with uh, like bushes in front of it. But in one section, I've kind of cut away the fence. So you just kind of move the bushes apart and there's a fence there. I would like to, if I hear this commotion, right? Which is saying I I probably hear this commotion. um, I'm going to get over towards the front of the house where I can see this happening and I would like to just as just as I leave, just toss out my saber turret to uh, help the team. Very cool. I like that. Yeah. And then as you exit the, you know, through your little hole, um, you actually st- you come out of the bushes, and standing before you is Donnie C, the leader of the group. He had split off. Who else but Drake Wilson could survive being shot in the face? I hear you're using my fake name now. Well, you did the scouting and used Ryan Reynolds. I had to. Luckily, you didn't meet Barry, so I was able to pull that off. Where are you? I was pulling it off just fine until you came around. I looked after you. You literally, you shot me in the back and then the face. Well, rebranding, brudda. I just heard a lot of commotion that says uh, you might need to find some new, new crewmates. And he pulls out his pistol um, and says, this time I'm going to finish you off for good. Probably, probably should have saved the saber turret for this moment now that I'm... <laughs> <laughs> nope, I, did, I decided to be a good person. This is what I get. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> okay, so now everybody roll initiative. 13. 10 for me. Uh, 9. I rolled a 5. 9. All right, Gryler, Gurdon, uh, Tarquin, you are up first. Uh, okay, so how are we still we still by the tree, right? How many spaces between us yeah. and him? That thing blew him back, so he's about six squares away. In that case, let's get Babs out, and uh, I'll just take a shot at him. Okay, I rolled an eighteen for accuracy and dealing thirteen damage. The so Gryler Gurdon he gets hit with Babs's powerful shot. He's bleeding. He's burnt. He's singed. He runs towards you guys closer. Um, he pulls out an axe, a little mini axe, uh, which would probably be like a normal axe for you guys, and throws it at Tarquin and deals eight points of damage. Mercurius, you're up. Okay, we're, uh, we're going combat rifle. So I roll an accuracy of seven, and I dealt six damage with my combat rifle. Your combat rifle pierces through his abdomen. More blood coming out. He's looking pissed, but also weaker. Uh, and it is Good Boy's turn. I think that's an axe. This is an axe. And I'm going to use my action skill, pull out my buzz axe, and throw it at him. Can you show him your, show him your axe? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's not an axe. 
This is an X. Uh, three, two, and five. So ten damage. Yeah, you throw your axe. Uh, it you know hits into his shoulder, and then you pull it back. And as you pull it back, it like slides down his giant orc body and causes this huge gash. He's bleeding profusely now, but he's like invigorated by the combat, and he says like, "Oh, this is a fight." It's been ages since I've had a real challenge. Uh, Phelion, you're up. Okay, I am going to infuse Pigeon. Infuse him with fire. Okay. Okay, let me roll. I rolled six damage, plus three, so nine. Nice. Okay, and then uh, Malcolm. Malcolm's turn. Oh, yes. So from off uh, on the side of the house where you guys can't see, you, uh, at the moment, there comes just shots just raining down into, into the orc. Well, that's not great. Uh, plus two, so it'll hit it twice. Seven and eight, so 15 damage just coming from the side. My my turret, Malcolm. As those bullets rain through, it rips through the orc's body, and he says, first rule about orc club is... And he dies. I'm glad he didn't get to finish that terrible quote. <laughs> <laughs> now we go over to... Um, Donnie C and Drake, and Donnie gets the first shot. He deals 24 damage. Uh, so he fires his pistol at you and deals 24 points of damage. Yeah. Okay. That, yeah, that almost fully destroys my shield. Uh, (laughs) yeah, that's crazy. I rolled a 20 on his accuracy. Uh, well, I have a pistol of my own. So I aim at him. I kind of like look over my shoulder and I see like, you know, Malcolm just destroy, you know, finished off that orc and be like, oh, it turns out they didn't really need my help. I'm real proud of them. And then I just shoot. (laughs) (laughs) I rolled a 17 for accuracy and then for damage that is 2d4 per hit. So I had to roll 6d4 for a total of 11 damage because I rolled way more ones than you thought I would. Oh, it's radiation damage, by the way. I don't think that that (gasps) matters, but. No, it does matter, actually. So we call it in the business rad damage. That is some rad damage you dealt there. <laughs> it shoots through his shields and hits him directly. Blood is like pouring between him and his little electric shields. It's pooling in some places. Doesn't feel good, does it? You guys have finished off this combat. Uh, you killed Gryler Gurdon and and incinerated, evaporated, eviscerated. I don't know what the proper, but you, you killed the four of the C4, essentially. Um, and and you hear gunshots happening kind of behind the house. I want souvenirs. Their name was C4, and we blew them up. Hey. <laughs> hey, let's go. They're constantly changing their numbers, just depending on how many there are. Four-fifths of the C5. <laughs> Can I... I want to scoop some of the ash into one of my bottles. Yeah, easy enough. You don't need to roll for anything. That Yeah, it's easy. Cool. Yeah, it's easy. Uh, and then can I pull one of um, the orc's teeth out? Yeah, you gotta roll a strength check for that. Well, just an interact check, I guess. Oh, five. It's too sturdy in there. That even, even as badly damaged as he is, uh, yeah, you're not able to get an orc tooth out of him. Fine, I'll just keep my bottle full of ash. Which is pretty impressive considering, you know, most orcs have poor dental hygiene, but this orc's got some good strong teeth. It's probably all slippery with blood and saliva and stuff so oh there you go yeah did i say that you guys hear gunshots behind the house you don't have to go help of course but 
But we hear gunshots. That last fight was weak. I'm spoiling for a good one. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. I mean, you guys don't have to. I'm going. Yeah, no, we'll stick together. We're a team. We're family. Dare I say we're friends? Yes, yes, you dare say that, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Nobody, everybody looks uncomfortable, like, I don't know about friends. <laughs> like, work friends, right? We're work friends. Oh, yeah. Colleagues. <laughs> While you guys are running there, uh, Ian, or uh, Drake and Donnie are still fighting it out, so Donnie's going to try and shoot again, but his gun jams on him. Oh, thank uh, God. Wow. What? I said, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Which is incredible that I rolled a 20 and now I'm rolling a 1 for him. Uh, yeah, his gun jams and he looks pissed and he's, he tries to talk to Drake and say, I didn't want to kill you, my friend, but, you know, it's, it's, it just wasn't personal. I said that right before I shot you. See, that's the difference between you and me. It's always personal. And then I shoot him. That's a good one-liner. <laughs> Uh, so that's a 13 to hit, so that'll be 4d4. 4d4. For 7 radiation damage total, because I'm a minus 1 to my damage mod. And then I'm going to look at him, and I'll be like, have you met my friend Malcolm? And I'm going to step to the side where the turret is behind me, right? Still still back in that area. Yeah. It's going to whip around, and it's going to shoot. So Malcolm does much better than me. Uh, gets a 17 to hit, which is four hits. That's going to be 4d8 damage. He does more damage than me. Malcolm's the real hero. 20 damage from Malcolm. Oh, wow. Donnie gets riddled with bullets. He's on the ground, spin out blood. Uh, he looks at you and says, oh, Just do me one favor, kid. Be a better thief than me. I always was. Oh. <laughs> Burn. <laughs> He gives like a little, a, a last laugh and a smile at your cockiness and dies. At this point, all right. we all arrive and like, we're here to help it. Oh. A few moments later, right, uh, you guys arrive and you see Donnie's dead body. But I assume, Drake, are you gone? Are you still there? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. As they look through, they might see a glimpse of me. And then in the distance, they just see as I go, wink. It is I, Riley Stock, your broken motor, your blackened meat, your bunker master. I have a lot of fun doing this, and I wanted to say thank you, Ian Moss, for coming on. Ian is the lead designer of the Bunkers and Badasses game, and it was such an honor and privilege to play with him. Also, it was his first time ever playing as an actual player. He's, he's a forever BM, and so... It was cool to be able to, to play with him. He'll be coming back on, I'm sure, in the not-too-distant future to continue Drake Wilson's story. You can follow him on Twitter, at ChaosMoss. I'm seeing all over the social medias people receiving their Wonderlands War, uh, which is a beautiful board game. People are loving it. It's been it's getting some high ratings. It's one of the hottest games I've seen in a while. So if you're interested, you can always keep an eye out for that. I imagine you can't get it too soon here but but in the not too distant future i'm sure you'll be seeing it on store shelves you can also go to nirvanagames.com and buy your own source book and start having your own adventures and if you do get your own source book i'm sure you'll see how much we break rules but one of the earliest rules in there is to break rules and make it your own it is my birthday the day before this releases 
And if you want to be nice, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. That helps the podcast get seen. Or just go and share it on social media or tell your friends, your family that you think would like this. Go to that Borderlands forum and that, you know, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands is out. Uh, Go and share it there and say, hey, there's this awesome Bunkers and Badasses podcast. Maybe you'd like it. Check it out. That would be wonderful. Other ways you can support us is go to YouTube. You can listen to the full song on SoundCloud, the full intro song with lyrics and everything by Kyle Mackert. And that's Mecca Mac Music. You can find that on YouTube, SoundCloud. I think SoundCloud is the only one with our intro, though. You can listen to Phil's board game review podcast, Organized Fun, organized with an S because he's from across the pond. And you can listen to my podcast, The Board Game Community Show, where I have casual conversations with people throughout the board game community. Soon, the Vault Hunters will have opportunities to do some shopping. So if you would like to contribute a item, it could be a weapon, it could just be an item, a grenade, it could be any sort of thing you want to contribute, you can email it to me, ffadventureco at gmail.com, or you could DM me on Twitter or post it on our Facebook or Instagram, and I will collect those and add them to the shop. Be sure to leave what you want credited because we'll credit you and say, you know, oh, at Riled Nerd suggested this crazy idea. And maybe the Vault Hunters will use your item to kick some ass in the game. You can follow us and interact with us on any of the social medias, but we're most active on Twitter at FF Adventure Co. All right, that's it. Thanks for listening. And remember, you are a badass. <laughs>